Hi, this is the Very Hicken Bros with uh, Trevor and I, and we're going to record a bonus episode for you guys because we just lived through a unforgettable monumental general conference session this weekend. Today was the monumental experience, I think, <laughs> for me, because uh, Russell M. Nelson announced the proclamation. It's called The Restoration of the Fullness of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, a Bicentennial Proclamation to the World. So this weekend, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints marked that 200 years ago, the first vision happened. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints knows the first vision as the time when Joseph Smith was seeking answers to what to do about religion and what he should do. We have some things that we'd like to talk about concerning that. Yeah, I thought it was cool how when they were thinking about what to create as a monument, they thought like, oh, we can make a monument and uh, that'd be cool. But And then they thought, well, we should have a, something that's more like significant, something that would last. And they said it would be like a monument that's instead of on stone, it's on flesh or through flesh, which is like a testimony, like a witness. So that's what the proclamation is. It's a testament. It's a monument of the restoration through the prophet Joseph Smith. There's only six of these proclamations to the world and I think it's more significant than building a monument. I wanted to add some insight and add to the testimony of these apostles. I feel for myself by the power of the Holy Ghost and its companionship throughout my life that the church is true. The church that God has ordained to have the authority to perform all the ordinances necessary to be saved. The first thing I wanted to talk about in the proclamation, it says, God the Father has given us the divine birth, the incomparable life, and the infinite atoning sacrifice of his beloved Son, Jesus Christ. By the power of the Father, Jesus Christ rose again and gained the victory over death. Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God. He was born of Mary. By the power that he had, by being his little son, he was able to live forever and have power over death. And he was able to live a perfect life. And he was able to use that power during his death to come back resurrected. And he has overcome death where we could all be resurrected as well. All of us that live on this earth will live again. That's <laughs> what I wanted to say. That's the important part of, since it's the very beginning, it shows that it was uh, not just have coincidence or that we're just here by accident, that we all have a purpose here. We're not just here to live and die and move on with the whatever happens (laughs) Jesus Christ uh, has resurrected and he is the leader of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints he led Joseph Smith through the Holy Ghost and Joseph Smith read James 1 5 
that says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which gave it to all men liberally and upbraideth not. I like that uh, sentence in the proclamation where it says, uh, Joseph Smith trusted God. I believe that faith is believing in the word of God. That's what faith is based on. Joseph Smith trusted James' writings, and he knew that God would not be angry with him, because that's what upbraideth means. He would not be angry at him for praying, seeking to know the truth. He knew that uh, God would answer him. So he went to uh, the sacred grove. I liked what Russell M. Nelson said during, I think, Sister Cordon in an interview. The sacred grove is the place where his mother would pray. So he would follow his, the example of his mother. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ did appear to him and did answer his prayer. Joseph uh, Smith was told that none of the churches on the earth had the fullness. None of them had the authority. And Joseph Smith would be a key part in the restoration of the gospel. I like how in this uh, proclamation it's uh, referred to as uh, the original apostles Christ's New Testament church. It's a uh, restoration of what the church was when Christ set it up in the New Testament. So if you read the New Testament, you can see how it was set up. It had apostles, it had seventies, it had priesthood and baptism. And after he had prayed, he had a revelation and he had studied and prepared to receive those keys to he received the authority and was baptized by immersion for remission of sins then later on the original of the twelve apostles Paul, uh, Peter, James and John Paul uh, restored the apostleship and keys at priest, uh, the priesthood which allows uh, the baptism, the Holy Ghost and blessing of sacrament and so on Mm -hmm. My favorite part of that paragraph is it, it mentions that ethics came as well, including Elijah. And many people might remember Elijah in the Bible as like the person who was uh, like foretold about like things, but he actually had. I wrote down my notes here. He's like a key bearer. He has the keys from his time to bring to pass eternal families through the temple ordinances for the living and the dead. And that's important because if it was only for those who were alive, then we wouldn't be able to complete the family tree and it would just be like less than half because there's so many people that's lived on before us. And I like yeah, that. Yeah, the population would be very small. <laughs> yeah. The uh, 
many times we think like, oh, why am I born into a family? I don't even get along with them. And the family, like it says in the other proclamations, like uh, the main unit of society in the heavenly realm. So that's why we are born into one, because that's how we can practice here to go on and live in the other life. Mm-hmm. Further on, he is he receives the power to translate, and uh, that's a gift and power of God. So he uh, he has the power to basically interpret because he couldn't understand the language without God's power. He had a gold mm-hmm. plates that he would read out of with the Urine and Thurman. But after it was all translated, it's um, brought to pass, uh, it's called the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. And I like how it says here that it is a companion scripture to the Bible and testifies that all human beings are sons and daughters of a loving Father in heaven and that he has a divine plan for our lives that his son, Jesus Christ, speaks today as well as in days of old. And so it's a companion. What does a companion mean to you, Alex? I understand that it's a companion because they both um, work hand in hand. They both teach the word of God. They teach the same thing. And I was re- reading re- recently in uh, First Nephi, and I think this uh, goes well with uh, this companion topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what happened is that uh, in a vision, Nephi was being uh, shown what's going to happen in the last days, and the angel told Nephi not to write <laughs> about what's going to happen in the end because John, the revelator, was going to write about the end. So there's no use to write about it twice. So it's, it's kind of referring you to read in the Bible, <laughs> in the Book of Mormon. So it's... Yeah, and there's a few parts where you can compare and contrast like Isaiah and some parts in uh, like Moroni where he like actually <laughs> says almost the same quotes given to apostles mm-hmm. yeah so when I think of a companion it's like someone who um, is like he's equal he's or she's like provides something equal to what you are giving. So that's what the Book of Mormon does. It doesn't take away. It supports the Bible, and the Bible supports the Book of Mormon. It doesn't change anything. It just, if anything is, like, right in the Bible, it shows in the Book of Mormon and vice versa. The two books are good to clarify each other if there's any confusion you could uh, 
Um, ask God for revelation and you'll find your answers in the word of God with these books. The last thing I wanted to talk about was the new logo and about how Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. The chief yeah, I like the new the logo. It's, it's like the uh, classic uh, statue we see in the visitor centers. Yeah. Um, I don't really know who's the sculptor of it, but... Yeah, the logo has the name of the church. This is a new logo that's going to be on, like, all the official church stuff. And the logo has the name of the church in a box representative of Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. Jesus Christ leads the church through Revelation. He communicates through Revelation to all the members of the church, but especially the apostles because they lead the church um, and the very uh, top (laughs) and Jesus Christ is a living person the logo has an arch above him representative of him rising from the tomb oh that's cool and yeah yeah, he has a very uh, open arms position. It's like very welcoming and inviting all to come. So I wanted to talk about the uh, eight or nine new temples that are announced. I think it's eight. One of them, of course, is in Utah and Syracuse up north. <laughs> Man, we're going to have like... Tw- more than the 20 billion in Utah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going to be like in like the millennium. Every single yeah. city is going to have gonna like be, their own instead temple. Instead of a, a chapel on each block, it's going to be a temple on each block. Yeah. Yeah, you just like walk down the street. You, know, you had to like, <laughs> you walk by two to get to one that is actually yours. <laughs> So the other ones announced were Bahia Blanca in Argentina, um, then Tallahassee. I don't know. It's in Florida. Tallahassee. <laughs> but Tallahassee, uh, Florida. <laughs> yeah, in Florida they didn't have a temple, so they had to drive all the way or fly to like Alabama. So people around Florida are going to be excited. Wow. And the other ones pretty cool it's in africa it's lumbombashi democratic republic of the congo yeah when i heard that i was excited for that uh, i think that's uh, pretty monumental although they do have they did have a temple already but democratic i follow the world news and <laughs> that country is in a rough shape but uh, the gospel is it's nice to hear that they're embracing the gospel and it's blessing their lives yeah and then we have pittsburgh pennsylvania which is interesting pittsburgh's a big uh college town it's a lot of people that it's like a university central uh then there's mm-hmm. uh 
Benin City, Nigeria. It's another African country. Do you know mm-hmm. anything about Nigeria? Uh, yeah, they... <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, different things. There's a lot of different things going on in Nigeria. <laughs> the one I was excited for is the one in Dubai, United uh, Arab Emirates. That's pretty crazy. Like, that yeah. means that... Like, everywhere around Dubai has a temple to go to, like, all the Middle Eastern countries and, like, around the uh, Dead Sea and the Mediterranean can come down and go to a temple there. And the last one is in Shanghai People's Republic of China. Which is interesting. I don't know. Is Shanghai considered like a different country or something? No, Shanghai is part of China. Did they change their names like the People's Republic of China now? I don't know why they... (laughs) I don't know why the church put it down there. Is that it's probably a more formal way of saying China. (laughs) Yeah, Shanghai is supposed to be pretty important dad or father is really excited about that one yeah i've been to shanghai shanghai i didn't explore that much of shanghai but i went i when i lived in china i was hoping to raise money to go to school at byu idaho (laughs) and uh my first opportunity didn't work out well, so I, I went to Shanghai to interview for a ghost writing position <laughs> with this oh, yeah. uh, guy. He he invented a massage tool. It has like three things sticking out of the little circle. He like he's the one that invented that. Huh. And he wanted me to be his ghost writer, but. Uh, dad wanted me home <laughs> and plus <laughs> i didn't even have a right uh, visa to work so i had to go home <laughs> and uh yeah when i was at shanghai walking around i kind of felt like i was a molecule in the ocean just bouncing around uh, other people walking with uh, it was so tight in the subway it just Bouncing off everybody and stuff. <laughs> so Probably many like people. A thousand times worse than New York. Yeah. I felt like a river is flowing to wherever I need to go. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> is there any like high point you could think of? Or did you not explore well enough to like envision a temple there? Yeah, I... I don't know Shanghai enough to like know the region and the how the land is like. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about the general conference. I really liked uh, D. Todd Christopherson's talk about missionary work. Is pretty uh, realistic, <laughs> where um, he we just have to. Uh, be people's friends and be authentic and 
just uh, never give up on anybody <laughs> just be there for people and uh, yeah yeah i think that's uh one of the themes is just like i think one of those was like to do missionary work basically you have to show the path and live the path so other people can follow yours too Mm -hmm. yeah I thought that was interesting yeah so if you are a friend listening to uh, this and you (laughs) kind of wondering what we're talking about and what is the gospel and you may have the same questions as Joseph Smith about what church is true and what is truth and does God really know me and who is God and (laughs) what am I doing here (laughs) and all that stuff you can go to uh, come unto Christ dot org yeah dot org is that right Trevor I just go to LDS dot org it's easier to write It's not the official one, though. It's the official one. It just reroutes it. <laughs> but this comeunterchrist.org will take you to the old mormon.org. <laughs> but it's kind oh, of updated for... For, like, new, ber- new persons? Yeah, they updated it. They wanted to kind of get away from the stereotype of the word Mormon and... Uh, be more who we really are as uh, people who take on the name of Christ and not we don't take on the name of Mormon (laughs) yeah I don't understand like I guess the outer word people just like yo they read a book of Mormon they must be called Mormons then (laughs) yeah yeah, so comeunterchrist.org would work for you. Um, if you have any questions or you want to look into any of that stuff. And thank you for listening to this bonus episode and sharing with this uh, unforgettable experience with us. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back in, uh, in a few days for a weekly uh, tech p- podcast. <laughs> We already have something. Yeah, we got planned. something lined. So <laughs> <laughs> got something lined up for you. So I'll talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. Bye.